listen, um, I, I've been scared this whole time. I know it doesn't seem like it, but I've been literally freaked out every step of the way because there's different, there's different levels to it. And so, you know, what I think is just important is you surround yourself with the right people who are thinking a lot bigger than you and what you thought was scary before becomes a lot less scary because you know that there's this whole world out there that's completely another level everything is possible just hustle just hustle the million dollar hustle podcast where we keep it real i stayed in entrepreneurship wisdom learn to think like a millionaire and hustle like you're broke here's your host billy the kid aka billionaire everything is possible just hustle just hustle everything is possible just hustle. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Billy the Kid, a.k.a. BDK, a.k.a. Billionaire in this mug. And I want to welcome you to the Million Dollar Hustle podcast, where you're going to learn to think like a millionaire and hustle like you're broke. This is only for the minority of 3% action takers, baby. So if you're in the 97%, do not hit play on this podcast. If you don't want to change your life for the better, Don't hit plays. Plain and simple. That's how we're doing it. And today is no exception of that, man. Uh, Shout out to Michael McDonald uh, with Rocket Home Buyers. I mean, it is crazy. Every time I speak to Michael, man, uh, I'm literally ready to run over a wall, man, or some crazy stuff. Uh, Just uh, the mindset of this guy, man, and and, uh, and all the stuff he's accomplished. um, But just his mindset and just everything that that he's done is just such an amazing story and and if you're if you want to hear about investing in yourself and if you're not sure if you know you should put down a little bit of money to invest in yourself i mean his story will literally make you want to invest because that's all he did man that's all he knew uh but before we get into this ep- great episode uh make sure you guys go to billythekid.com and leave me your email and i'm going to send you a free autograph cd uh, actually, I got some in here uh, ready to go. So leave me your email and I'll mail you that. Also, uh, order a copy of my book, The Power of Being Uncomfortable. And if you don't want an autographed copy, shame on you. But you could get it on Amazon. You could get it on Barnes & Noble and everywhere else. Books are available. So go grab a copy or at BillyTheKid.com. Get you an autographed copy. Uh, the... Get Uncomfortable Mastermind is doing great things. Um and here soon, I'm going to have some testimonials for you guys to uh, listen to such uh, so, so many great stories, success stories that uh, these dudes are just killing it, man. And if you're interested in joining the mastermind, uh, I am opening one more spot. So go to info at billythekid.com and hit me up because uh, we're, we're keeping this small and we're keeping it very... Uh, well connected, right? Like very private. So uh, we only have one spot. So info at billythekid.com if you're interested. Uh, but with that being said, I think I am ready to dive in, man, because uh, his story is powerful. So here is Michael McDonald. Let's get it. Vamanos. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Billy the Kid, a.k.a. BDK. Welcome to the Million Dollar Hustle podcast. And I am pumped today. Because, uh, and it's always great to talk to this man right here, man. Uh, he is a legend. And I'm here to present you guys Michael McDonald. How you doing, buddy? 
Billy, what is up, my friend? I am fantastic. I really appreciate the opportunity, man. Uh, it was just a few weeks ago. It feels like since we we did this on the flip side of the the, the kit picture here. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, those of you checking out this podcast, make sure you guys go check out uh, the podcast that we did with Michael, uh, the virtual millionaire. Uh, I've got I've gotten some good feedback feedback off of that. So it's uh, if you plug it in real quick, man, let them know where to find it. Absolutely. So yeah, you can check us out on YouTube. It's the Virtual Millionaire Show um, on all the platforms that podcasts are. So iTunes, Spotify, you name it, the Virtual Millionaire Show, how to start scale a real estate business. And so I'm excited to uh, interview here today on your show, man. Yeah, no, I, I am pumped, man, because uh, every every time me and you talk, I feel like there's always, uh, I always leave ready to take over the world and go go get some deals going. <laughs> um, so let, let's start with, uh, with a segment of the show where I'd like to have you give us, and I know you're a reader because even on, on your social media, there's times where you know, you post a book that you're reading and uh, it's funny, there, there's a lot of books that you post that I'm like, man, you know, uh, I've messaged you on some of them or some of them that I read and I'm like, man, yeah, that's a great book. So let's start with that. What's one book that uh, to make a book of the week that has changed your life uh, or that has really uh, made you think and kind of go along with that book and to this day maybe or something even fresh now that you've read currently? Gotcha, man. So yeah, you know, reading always wasn't a big importance of for me. Uh, I'm I'm just a trailer park boy, you know. And, and and all jokes aside, I did grow up in a trailer park, and I I always thought reading was for like the nerds, right? And uh, a book that I picked up early on when, when I started my entrepreneurial adventure was Millionaire Success Habits. And one of the biggest things that I think you know most people who are successful have is they have a lot of discipline and they have a lot of habits. Um, and it's the compound. There it is, man. Dean Graciosi. It's right here. Yeah. It's a great book. The audio is great too. So, yep. Yep. So Dean Graciosi is, uh, is just a legend. Number one, he's, he's a stud in real estate, but he also is big on personal development. He's partners with Tony Robbins and he was one of the, like the first, I would say mentors without actually having him personally mentor me that I had met early on in my career at a conference. And I just started studying like, Hey, what do these guys do? How do they, how do they act? How do they show up? What are they like? What are these habits that they, these people talk about? And I just started implementing them. And honestly, that changed my life because you can go from having these maybe bad habits or just not even really having habits or a routine. And if you start to implement those things, it, uh, it slowly but surely changes your whole world. And that's what happened for me. I went from not doing certain things to being very disciplined. And that's what it takes in to run a successful business and to, to be in shape, to have a healthy marriage, to do all these things that a lot of people might forget about when they start a business or they might forget about um, as they're going through their, their life um, on, a, on a hamster wheel. Mm. I love that you touched on marriage, for example, I uh, hear, I mean, you, you, you killed it on a lot of different points, but that marriage factor, uh, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because when I first started my path, uh, my journey, uh, I would explain it to my wife that, uh, it's not just, and, and I think these, most people have this theory that, uh, oh, all you do is study money 
and uh, financials, right? And, and, and all these crazy things. But if, if they only knew that uh, literally the, the books, that's probably like the last thing they talk about, you know, if you really think about it, even if the topic has something with money on it. Um, so I love that you talked about that. Um, and before we continue on, because you, there was a lot of stuff that I'm going to ask you about uh, that you mentioned based on that book, great book, by the way. Can we take it back to your story uh, for some of the people that might be listening that haven't heard your story? Uh, where are you from? And, and you mentioned uh, Trailer Park Boy. I love that. Um, if, you, if you could touch a little bit of where are you coming from and kind of how you got into real estate. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's important for people to know where somebody came from before we get into what they've what they've accomplished. And so, you know, for me, man, I grew up in a, in a village um, and, and I can call it a village because it, it literally is. It's it's a town of 300 um, in Bellwood, Nebraska is where I, I was born and raised. And, and I grew up in a trailer park, the only trailer park in town. And, you know, uh, things are different. We, you know, we, we, we definitely didn't have, we were not spoon fed. We did not have everything, but we didn't have it terrible. You know, I didn't come from you know, dirt poor necessarily, but we, we kind of lived that, that middle-class life where, you know, it, it seemed like everything was great, but money was always definitely, um, I would say an issue and a challenge. Um, and so that's where I grew up and eventually we moved into a regular house and I went to, um, college, um, in, in Lincoln, Nebraska, which is where I initially kind of settled down. And so, um, to kind of fast forward a little bit from, me getting told to go to school to get a job. I ended up in Lincoln. I studied nutrition for a couple years and I got the corporate job and I was working at a hospital and really didn't necessarily know what I wanted to do. I just knew that I liked nutrition. I was passionate about health and wellness. And I did that and realized that um, it wasn't providing the, the, the income that I knew that my family deserved and needed. And I wasn't okay with that. And so one day, um, my friend said, Hey man, you know, you seem entrepreneurial. Why don't you come check out this uh, event with me? And I said, sure, let's, let's do it. What do I have to lose? Right. So I, uh, went to this event. It was downtown at the, uh, the, I think it was the embassy and it was how to make money in real estate with little to no money down. And I said, this sounds amazing. It almost sounds too good to be true, to be honest. And uh, what ended up happening at that event is my wife uh, could tell that I was excited and I I had no family in real estate whatsoever, but real estate sounded good to me and it sounded like a lot of things that people do to, to build wealth. So long story short, um, they sold me on the dream and I put $1,000 on a credit card, did not have $1,000 at that time, living paycheck to paycheck. And we decided that this is going to be my education above and beyond the uh, associate's degree that I already had in nutrition. All right. So I guess kind of going from there, we ended up um, learning, uh, implementing the materials that we were are taught. And then we got sold on the next event and they said, Hey, you need to come to this three-day workshop. And if you really want to be serious, you need to go all in and invest in your future. And what that looked like was another $20,000 and my buddy who came and actually convinced me to go to that event said, man, we should do this. And I'm like, how are we going to pay for it? I don't have any money. You know, I literally don't, I already have a thousand dollars on the credit card. 
and I don't know how I'm going to pay for this. And then they helped us. They, they said, well, you got decent credit. Why don't you uh, raise this money and you can use the 0% interest credit cards for 16 months to go ahead and pay for the $20,000 mentorship. I think it was actually 25. And at that point in time, man, I had a decision to make. I was either going to continue on the path of what I was doing. And at that time, I, I, you know, I was, I've never been like a depressed person, but I was definitely not happy. I wasn't like thrilled about, you know, barely making my bills and just covering my bases. And I was on the phone with my wife at, at that point in time. I said, Hey, here's, here's where we're at. I have a decision to make. Uh, what do you think? And she said, well, that sounds uh, like a huge decision and that's a lot of money. But if you think it's worth it and you want to go for it, then I trust you. And honestly, man, it gives me chills thinking about it because it's crazy to think that I put 20, 20 some thousand dollars on a credit card at the time and I had zero money in my bank account. And so I did that and I got home and we were off to the races. But before, before then, and by the way, stop me if you if you if you want me to stop. But I oh I, no no I'm I'm amazed that every time I hear your story, I'm like man, and, and I got a lot of questions. So keep going. <laughs> okay, well this is this is very important. So everyone pay close attention. I get home from this event, and the very first thing that my wife tells me, and she by the way knew this information when she gave me the uh, go ahead to make this decision to put this money on this credit card. She says, "Come come downstairs. I, I have to show you something." I'm like freaked out. I'm like, Oh, well, I've never had this conversation before. What are we, what are we going to, what do we have to show me? And she uh, opens up our, our laundry room and there was a, a, a packet or like a basket with all of this stuff in there. And I, it was like a, it was a pregnancy test. Mm. And it was to tell me that we were about, we were expecting and I was going to be a new dad on top of just buying a new house, being in student loan debt and $25,000 of credit card debt and not having any idea how I was going to pay this back. Aside from now, I know how to do real estate or I, I'm learning how to do real estate. And so that's where it all began. And I'll tell you what, man, I was motivated it, to figure this out. And um, I started off learning how to wholesale real estate and the, the rest is history. <laughs> mm, man. No, every every time I hear that story, Michael, I get chills too, man, because it, it, it's crazy. <laughs> you you took so many chances, man, and we're gonna touch on those. Uh, but you know that what I love the most, uh, you know, it's this concept that I that I've been uh, loving to touch on, and, and it makes sense with your story. Is uh, for example, not going so far, right? Like the book that you just uh, talked about, the Millionaire Success Habits, for example. You know, it's a twenty five dollar book. We'll call it. And the, the crazy thing is that uh, people want it now, right? Like the, everybody's searching for the current time. Like I want everything now. As soon as I read this book, I want to become a millionaire. And if they only knew how these things work, for example, with this book, it's 25 bucks, but you can make $10 million out of this book. It's not going to happen as soon as you read it. You know, there, there's so many books that I've read that I still haven't even gotten to the actual action of it. But I already know that that book made me that much more money. So uh, I, I love it. And, and the reason why I bring that up, Michael, is because you literally did just that. I mean, you put $1,000 down without having any money 
and also the just the twenty thousand that you went after at that. Um, if we could touch before we we dive in a little deeper on that, uh, how how do you and your wife uh, work it out to have that such a great support system? And from the beginning, it sounds like uh, because that that's a lot of money. So if you could maybe give us some action or pointers that uh, our listeners can take, you know, where they could have their wife or significant other to support them or husband. Yeah, man. And that's a great point because, you know, as you guys probably heard, that's a huge, huge decision to make for somebody to be like, oh yeah, go ahead and do that. Like you have to have a ton of trust. And by the way, a lot of faith um, to trust somebody enough to go put that kind of debt without having any sort of, I wouldn't say not having a plan, but without knowing if it's going to work. And so for us, you know, a lot of people are, are, are raised that, you know, talking about money and talking about finances and, and having those open conversations are, are are kind of like this weird, like, you know, subject. And for us, like, we've always just been very open with each other about our goals and aspirations. And like, we talk about what we want out of our life. Uh, this is our only life that we get to live. And so it's so important that we um, are, are open to supporting each other's goals and dreams and aspirations. And so for her, she knew that I was capable of so much more, which is the absolute best thing that you want in somebody who's supporting you is you want to you, you want to believe in them. So I believed in her and everything that she wants to do and everything that she continues to desire. And, and she believes in me, too. And sometimes you need that person to believe in you to really have the belief in yourself. I barely believed enough in myself to make that decision, but she encouraged me to do it. And that that's really, really important when it comes to having a significant other. You must support them. If, if, if you don't have that support, I can tell you things are going to get a lot more difficult and tough love. You know, and she called me out when when things weren't going that well, and she still does to this day, and I appreciate it. Um, very open minded about you know feedback, right? Mm. Yeah, that that I love that. That those are some great pointers right there for anybody out there listening. Um, and so l- let me backtrack a little bit. So the twenty thousand. I mean, can you go back to that moment, Michael, and just uh explain like you know maybe the fear or just what were the feelings like at that time and i mean it's safe to say it paid off more than paid off right uh but uh, at that time without because i i you know with the book that i wrote the power of being uncomfortable i talk about how the unknown is what's basically the fear that we have right and i mean I guarantee you, if I were to ask you right now, hey, would you pay another 20000 for what you've done so far out of that, you would do it again because you have actually shown that you that it paid off. So, But at that moment, you're just taking a chance. And uh, that's a big chance right there, man, uh, especially <laughs> kind of not knowing. So if you could touch a little bit on how was that moment like? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the 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 habits simultaneously started happening happening as I took that risk, I would say. And for me, it was, I thought about it. Okay. I spent the 20,000 on college. I can spend the $20,000 because the the ROI for this should be significantly more. If they're telling me I can make $20,000 on a deal. And so the whole time, all I kept thinking about is how can I get this first deal as soon as possible so I can get myself out of debt and as hard as it was, Billy, 
during that time where I knew I had all this debt, like it was weighing down on me. I was, I was just trying to unbury myself at that time. So with that came a lot of anxiety. I was scared. I, I was worried that I was going to let down my family, you know, all of these fear mongering type situations, but I didn't focus all my attention on it. I started studying what these people in this book were talking about. And I started focusing on, okay, these people tell me that I need to have a why. I need to know why I'm doing this. And it needs to be so deep. And Dean talks about this in this book that if, if, if you feel like quitting, you won't quit because your why should make you cry. And the why that I had was my family and my new uh, daughter that was on its way on her way. And if, every time I started thinking about the, sh the struggle, it just completely, I just squashed it with the why and me wanting to succeed. And so I, I focused on, okay, not only the why, but what's the vision like for this? Like, why do I want to do this? Here's where I'm at, but this is where I'm going. I'm going that way. And this is the vision that I'm going to um, accomplish. And that's what I was focused on. And if only I could make this much money every single month, I could free myself from the job and get out of this situation. And it was about a year, a year later when I, when I actually uh, did that. And, and it wasn't easy because about six and a half months of struggling, um, it took me to get that first deal. And by the way, my first deal was $20,000. And it changed my life and it changed my the, the way I thought about money, the way it felt. And if, if you're watching this and you're struggling to get your first deal or if you're starting your business, just know that if you don't quit, you can't fail. Just keep going. Mm. You just got to keep going. But those were a lot of the emotions, man, that I was experiencing. And I, I was on my knees, man. I was praying. I was I, like, I was just, I was just begging and, 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 putting out all the efforts that I could. I was hitting the pavements. I was knocking doors. I was cold calling people. I was literally up at four in the morning. I was going to sleep at 10. Like I was not getting any sleep and it wasn't healthy, man. But I, I can tell you that I had to go through that to become the person that I, that I feel like I've became today and, and, mm -hmm. and still becoming because it's, it's a, it's a lifelong adventure. Yeah. I love that. Uh, so I, I love that that whole story, bro, it, it's so inspirational because it the the truth is that most people aren't gonna take that chance. Most people aren't gonna pay that much, and, and that's why I love your story because you took that chance and and just having the support from your wife was just kind of like a stamp. I you know I I truly believe that, and you you made some great points about that. Uh so go so moving on. So you so you the first deal that you made that. You got paid for was twenty thousand, so that that's awesome right there. Uh, that obviously took care of that in a sense. Um, what happened after that? So with everything that you learned in that, you know, in that in, with the twenty thousand, uh, how did you start implementing those things? Yeah, yeah. So let me just backtrack just a little bit. I I, I jumped the gun a little bit on the first deal because the the first deal actually didn't happen. I I had a. a, a contract on a property that I that I found fall through. And why that was so important is, is because um, at that time, I was like, what am I going to do? Like I, I started, my wife actually started asking me like, hey, is this going to work? It's been four months. Uh, are you, you're, you're doing everything that they say they're going to do? Is this going to work? And I actually got a call one day. And this is important because I didn't, expect this call, but it was the person who sold, it was the company who sold me this mentorship. And they said, Hey, 
how are things going? And I was like, you know what? I got to be honest with you. It's not working. Like what, what were, what I'm doing currently right now is just not working. And I was making a lot of offers on the MLS and I was just making low ball offers. And I wasn't really following up with them and it wasn't working at all. And they're like, okay, well, you know, uh, what would it look like to have somebody, you know, one-on-one to work with, you know, to, to help you. So maybe this can work for you. And I was like, well, I don't know. Like, what, what do you even mean by that? And like, well, uh, we have a one-on-one mentorship and what you, you know, if you want to invest in that, it's going to be $25,000. And <laughs> I know what you guys are probably thinking right now. You're probably <laughs> thinking, oh man, is this guy really that stupid? You know what? When when people are in an emotional situation, sometimes they make decisions like that. And I did make the decision to put another twenty five grand on credit cards before I got my first deal, and so I, I was in forty five k. So I think that's important because as if twenty wasn't enough, now I just put another <laughs> twenty five onto it because I wasn't motivated enough the way it was apparently. Oh. So um, that's important because I found it. Uh, I they're I'm like, well, what do I need to do? Yeah, this isn't working. They're like, well, start going to you know the real estate investment meetups. I went to a real estate investment meetup. I met a guy and he was helping newbies get started. And I'm like, hey, I'm a newbie. Like, I'm, you know, I've already spent 45,000. What what can you do for me? <laughs> like, I need help. <laughs> and uh he's like, Well, you know, I used to be a mentor for a rich dad, poor dad, and you know, his his group. And so I'll I'll show you the ways. I'm like, okay, what's that look like? And so he's like, I just, it's you know, 2,500 bucks. I'm like, okay, so cool. 20, 25, 2,500. That's nothing. Let's keep going. So I got 47, <laughs> five um, racked up on the credit cards and that doesn't account for any marketing. And we found this fourplex man and that fourplex happened to be on Zillow. And I just, I was quick and we went there and he helped me negotiate the deal. And that was my first actual deal. But I, that $20,000 immediately paid down that line of, uh, of credit. And that was six and a half months into the, um, the education, six and mm-hmm. a half months. So I want people to know that it didn't happen that fast. And there were, there were a lot of uh, mistakes, but I, I, I feel like I digressed. Did I answer your question, Billy? I kind of got really, no, you, no, no, that, that there's so many great points there because I mean, like you said, if 20 wasn't enough and, uh, you know, I, it makes me think Michael of just, uh, the, because if you think about it, like, obviously it's easy to say it now, right? Like the 47 and a half that you put in without having any money at that time, that's what pe- people pay a hundred thousand to go to college. Right. And I'm sure you've probably heard this over and over. So can you explain a little bit of, uh, just investing in yourself? Because, uh, I know you do some coaching as well as I do some coaching and I know the importance because I also have coaches and I pay other people. Uh, so if you could touch a little bit on just that side of things for a little bit. Yeah, that's a good point, man. So investing in yourself is number one. Uh, it's a cheat code for speed. So think about it this way. Could I have kept doing what I was doing? Had I not gotten the additional guidance, how long would I have done that for? And I I could have done it for years. And I know it's sad, but like, I know people who went through the same exact program as I did, but maybe they didn't seek additional guidance or make that extra investment into that one-on-one mentor, whoever. And they're still struggling and they're still trying to get their first deal. 
And after a certain point in time, I can't imagine doing what I was doing, working my full-time job. I can't imagine. I would have, I, I would have killed myself. And it sounds over-exaggerating, but I seriously, guys, I wasn't getting any sleep. Like I knew that my, my clock was ticking. I had three months before my daughter came into the world. We were barely making our expenses at that point in time. I paid for speed with the, the, the idea that the return on investment was going to far exceed what I spent at that time. And I can tell you that it 100% did and it always has. And every time I make an investment into myself, it just keeps compounding. And ever since then, I can tell you I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on, on, mm -hmm. on myself and on, on our business and investing. Um, and things just keep getting easier, man. It's kind of crazy how it works. It just I keeps love that. getting easier. <laughs> no, and, and I love that you made such a great point is that uh, obviously at this point, you know, you have all that money that you've uh, invested in yourself and it's very important to invest in yourself. I, you know, whether it's seminars and, and the coaching and everything, because you, you know, there, one of the little stories that I would like to tell is, uh, you know, there was a millionaire speaking and there was a billionaire in the building that was going to speak after the millionaire well the millionaire the billionaire guess what was what he was doing while the millionaire was speaking taking notes and uh it, it's important for people to understand that because education never stops uh no matter how far you get it, it, once you stop education then i truly believe you start dying that's when you're kind of giving up in life um and and you know especially for people listening that maybe might have gone down the college route and you know all that good stuff and and they're doing it now currently it's something for you to think about uh you know just and and even if maybe real estate is not your thing or whatever at least educate yourself there's more to learn about yourself uh you know you don't we don't even know ourselves michael like that that's what's crazy is uh you know how many people actually look at themselves in the mirror and really ask yourself hey who am i what what does this guy want what do I want out of life? And I, I think those are the questions that people need to ask themselves, you know, and, and you only do that by educating your mind. So I, I love that you brought that up. Uh, to, to move forward, uh, you mentioned that the 47,500 that you put down, um, it didn't include marketing. And uh, <laughs> I, I think uh, we can, we can talk a lot about marketing with you. I've seen you on commercials, on TV commercials. I've seen billboards, uh, all kinds of great stuff. So if you could touch a little bit on uh, just how important marketing is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah, I mean, there's a couple different ways to look at it, right? Like kind of like the investment in yourself, you know, what's the return on investment with that? And, and for marketing, you can either, you either have time or you, you make the resources, right? Uh, a lot of, it, it, those are kind of interchanging, right? You, in the beginning, I had a lot of time. So I didn't have as much money invested into marketing. Um, but as I got my first deal, you asked about what I did with that $20,000. I didn't forget about the fact that I was trying to build a business. I actually took some of that money. And this is for anybody who's wanting to invest in themselves is don't just go buy a new car. Don't go you know, do something crazy with the money. Invest it back into your business. And so... Uh, I just really nerded out on marketing, man. And what I found is there's levers to pull. When it comes to real estate, if people don't know what you do, whether that's you know like the time of calling and building those connections in your network, or 
you're putting a message out there saying, hey, this is what I do. And I, I can track that. It's very measurable. So for marketing, the way I see it as it is a return on ad spend, return on investment of that dollar spent. So in the beginning, I was sending out some postcards. You know, I, I had $500 um, from the credit line that I, that I was comfortable with. Um, and I'd send out that, that, that uh, postcard and um, I would pray that I would get that person to call me so I could make a deal. And in the beginning, the deals were $3,000, you know, uh, my $500 made me $3,000. Cool. I'll, I'll go put that back into marketing and keep that train rolling. And eventually it was just like, I saw that this was working and it was duplicatable. And I just, I, I just kept turning the lever and I kept turning the lever and I kept turning it up and up and up and finding out, okay, well, this marketing channel gives me this much of a return on investment. Cool. Now I can feel confident about every dollar I put in. Hopefully it's like an ATM machine that spits back out four. Uh, for TV, you know, I put this many dollars in and it spits me back out this many uh, dollars. And so you just, you just figure out what does what and you just keep feeding the machine. It's a machine, you know, and, and that's what we've created at Rocket Home Buyers. We've created a marketing machine where we feel really confident in our ability to help sellers in their situations. So we want people to know about us. And the only way they know about us is if we spend money on marketing for them to know about us. So that is my thought process when, when it comes to marketing. All right, bro. Uh, you dropped some fire there with marketing. Uh, you know, you're, you're definitely the definition of uh, the loudest dog gets fed, right? And and I, I truly believe that in, in marketing, that's what it's all about. Uh, also, it reminds me of, uh, you know, Grant Cardone. He always says that the best known beats best. And uh, I truly, I live behind that, right? Like with, with everything that I do, it's like, Hey, you know, I might not be the best podcaster or, or the best author or the best rapper or the best real estate investor, but I'm going to be known. And, and, and I think, uh, when, when people think of you for that solution, like you said, uh, I think that, and, and you've, you've, you've clearly made it a point that, uh, Michael buys houses. I mean, we, we all know that <laughs> we all know that, uh, and, and to kind of funnel in a little bit more on that marketing, uh, what would you say has been for the real estate stuff, the best channel that you've kind of learned that has paid off the most dividends? Oh man, this is a tough one because it, it's ever changing, right? You know, I, I'd like to say that there's one channel that's just, um, always blown every, everything out of the water, but it's just simply not the case. You know, in the beginning, like you said, I was Michael buys houses. I could afford uh, bandit signs and, and, and my time to go put those things out. And it got me some deals, you know, all of it works. But at the end of the day, you know, what works the best for us is anything digital, anything online advertising. And in the beginning, it was exchanging time for money. And, and, and pounding the pavements and the phones and, and, and the very guerrilla marketing tactics, which absolutely work. And it's, you can do that on a lower budget. Uh, but anymore, it, it feels a lot better and it feels so much better of a business when you have people who call you. And with the digital stuff, I'm referring to like Google ads or Facebook ads, some sort of digital advertising where uh, somebody is going about their day and they realize that I need to sell my house. And they either search it online and 
we pop up and they click it or they they Google search and and uh, we're there at, when when they're ready to sell they they call us right and it's it's fantastic because we're prepared we have a team and we're ready to help and it's a lot easier doing people a business with people who are ready to do business than trying to talk somebody into it mm. so digital that, advertising all the way that that's deep right there uh you know that you made such a great point um that it's better when people call you and uh because you're both looking for the same thing, right? Like the homeowner wants to get rid of the house and you want to buy it. So what, you know, what better way than to just directly get it over with? Uh, I think that's important. People forget that uh, the transaction, that's all it is. They want to sell as much as you want to buy. Right. And, and uh, when you, when you literally funnel it to where these people are just calling you directly, I mean, that that's awesome. And, and what I love about your campaign, Michael, is that, um, you you've always put the customer first, right? Uh, if you could touch a little bit about that, because I, I've seen how the the customers have been happy with uh, the transactions and and dealing with you guys, and and you are solving a problem because not everybody has the money to fix a property, for example, to put it in the regular market with an agent. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, man, it, it's it's a the most important thing for me. Uh, number one, it's just who I am. I want I want to make sure that I have a fantastic reputation. You know, I don't care how it, like I don't care how many deals we do. At the end of the day, if something isn't sitting right, I want it to be taken care of, and I want it to resolve, and I want everyone to be 100% happy. And so it was so important, especially in the beginning, and for anyone watching this, like you need to be giving somebody the best experience. Like who thinks of somebody giving a review when they sell their house? We get reviews from people uh, about the experience when they sell a house to us. And we do that because other people need to know about it. If I'm uh, looking at home buying companies and I see one that doesn't have any reviews and I see one that has 75 star reviews, who do you think that I'm going to trust? So for us, uh, that was everything. And you know, there's a couple ways to do business, man. I mean, there's the fly by night stuff where you can do basically this business without a reputation, 100%. I know people who do it and it works for them and, and and that's fantastic. But I I like to put myself out there so where people can do their own homework and we encourage every single person who we ever do business with to do their homework on us. We're, we're on the Better Business Bureau. We're on all these platforms and we want them to go research. And we, we hope that they do the research with whoever they're working with, because I do. If I'm, if I'm going somewhere, I want to know that uh, where I'm spending my money or uh, who I'm doing business with, I can trust. Mm. And so it's everything. Absolutely everything. Man, that, that's, uh, that's powerful right there. And uh, if, if we can work off of that right there, Michael, um, what... If somebody wants to get in this business, let's say that uh, right now they have a thousand dollars, what would you suggest them doing? All right, so you have a thousand dollars. I would suggest that you, if you're in a local market, you go drive the streets and you find properties that are showing signs of distress. You focus on the motivation. Um, who's more motivated than the the person who has boarded up windows, 
the grass hasn't been cut in, in, in months and maybe the roof is, is completely just ruined, right? Those were the types of houses that I was looking for when I had a, um, a negative budget, right? And so you, you write those property addresses down, you go find out who the owners are and you can send them a simple postcard or you can uh, look up their phone number and just simply call them. And it's a numbers game. You know, you got to talk to a lot of people. You've got to call and, and send messages to a lot of people before you find somebody who's willing to have a conversation. And then you better hope that you learn how to sell and solve that problem really quick. Um, because if you don't, um, there might be somebody who's very good at it that will a lot quicker than you. And so just know that uh, you can do this with little to no money. And that's free, by the way. You said a thousand bucks. If you're if you're calling them, that's 100% free. If you look up their information on the public records and then fastpeoplesearch.com, you can find everyone's phone number on there. So, you know, it's uh, that's one way. You know, for for other ways, if you want to do it in bulk, you can definitely buy lists. You can buy data without having to um, go drive the streets, and you can. Uh, focus on the motivation and find people who are in situations, you know, obviously people who are going through maybe a death in the family, uh, divorce or any certain situation like that typically has them selling their house. And of course the best, the best, obviously you're good at this is networking. Um, that's the best and that's free too. So yeah, man. Those and so are you, you just saved a thousand dollars to, to somebody listening. <laughs> you just gave him all this, Free game, man. And it's so yeah. true. I, I love that. Uh, what If somebody wants to buy a list, what would you recommend for buy, for buying a list so that way they could just go straight to it? Yeah, so I think a good list, it's, um, you know, obviously there, there's so many of them, but if you can find a vacant list, that's going to save you a lot of time from driving the streets. So vacant houses, um, that's one list. You know, I, I, I liked a lot in the beginning of uh, what, what you consider absentee homeowners, people who don't live in the home. So they live out of state and it's likely a rental or it's likely um, a liability for them. So those those tend to be more motivated sellers if you can get on their radar. Mm, there you go, man. And uh, where can somebody because obviously we've heard of the prop stream. And if you have anywhere else that you would recommend somebody listening, where where else can they get these lists from? Yeah, so I mean, uh, the county, uh, that's free, free data. So go to the county. And uh, yeah, find out the city has a list of properties that you can get access to. And um, there's certain situations that you want to focus on in that. Uh, otherwise, you know, resources like um, batch leads, batchleads.com, uh, batchleads.io, I think is where we pull quite a bit of data from. And yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty inexpensive to, to fund the motivation. Mm, love it. Love it, man. And uh, I, I want to talk a little bit about uh, expanding because you've, obviously again in the local market we all know you but now you're you're in different markets uh what does it take for one to do that uh what what were the steps that you took to now you're buying in different states and you know and and just even cities in in nebraska i mean it 
there, there's a lot of people, even myself that, you know, I've kind of just stuck to my local market, but what, what have you, what, what was that like? What are some pointers that you could give somebody to, to expand to, you know, California, if they want to Texas, and I know you're in Florida and, and stuff like that. Well, first and foremost, it's uh, massive, imperfect action. Uh, we don't know what we're going, like, we don't know what it's going to be like to expand. We're talking about buying houses here. You know, there's a lot that goes into that. So for us, it was always continuously building out our system and our processes, like we were going to sell this business someday. And so think of like the McDonald's franchise. We we wanted to create a system that was so duplicatable that we could basically hand our owner's manual uh, along with all the systems over to somebody else and say, here you go. Here's all of the people that you'll need. Here's all the process and here's all the system and go ahead and just plug this in literally and, and you can do business. And so that was what we worked on a lot in the beginning. And it's just, it's changed a ton as we expanded. So um, as we grew, you know, you run into new states and, and the way they do things and it might be different. And so just a lot of, honestly, a lot of learning lessons, a lot of challenges. And uh, the biggest piece that I think a lot of people uh, may not quite understand is, is how, how much bandwidth, how many uh, actually people it takes to run uh, an operation like that. You know, we're, we're pushing 10 employees now and, mm -hmm. It, it's it's I, I was talking to um, our our controller yesterday who oversees like all of our our accounting and like you you just have different problems you you have to you have to deal with uh, we have employees in multiple states so we have to start dealing with uh, state income tax in all these states we have to deal with unemployment insurance yeah it's like a different level of problems and um, it, you know it's not for everyone. There's a lot that goes into it. And uh, yeah, some days I'm like, man, what did I get myself into? Honestly, it's it's a lot, but it's 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 rewarding and it's fun because last month uh, we did a deal in Florida. We did a deal in um, Lawrence, Kansas. We're doing a deal in Marion, Iowa. We're doing a deal in um, Las Vegas. We've done deals in Colorado. Yeah, we're doing these deals all over the place. And it's because we've gotten really good at marketing our message out there. And we had a, we, we got a property under contract in uh, Oklahoma right now. And we've got a deal under contract in Texas. So I say all this um, to basically say that it's, it's possible. If I can do it, anybody can do it. Um, but you have to have the right systems and the team in place to make it all happen. And, and there are going to be some learning curves and failures, but it's just another, another lesson. Um, and again, like I said, it just keeps getting easier. The more we fail, the more, the more we learn. So, mm. uh, that's a long, long answer to your question there, my friend, man, no, that, that you, you, you gave some nugs right there, Michael. Uh, and you know, you, massive and perfect action. I love that dude. That that's awesome. That I'm going to get that tattooed next. <laughs> I there you love go. That. Um, so one thing that you also talked about was kind of, you know, once you get to the, to doing new things, obviously. And, and one of my favorite quotes is, uh, you know, new, new levels will, re will bring new devils. And I, it, it sounds like that's kind of what you're experiencing. And that's what it takes. Unfortunately, that, that's anything that's new that you're always going to go through that. Uh, and to kind of go with all that there to wrap it in one bundle there. Um, 
I mean, it sounds like you have no fear, Michael. What, what is, what is something that Michael fears? What is fear to you? Yeah. I mean, listen, um, I, I've been scared this whole time. I know it doesn't seem like it, but I've been literally freaked out every step of the way because there's different, there's different levels to it. And so, you know, what I think is just important is you surround yourself with the right people who are thinking a lot bigger than you and what you thought was scary before becomes a lot less scary because you know that there's this whole world out there that's completely another level. Uh, but what I'm, what I'm most scared about, man, is just, you know, looking back at the end of the life, I'm on my deathbed and I didn't, I didn't go for it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm afraid of com- being completely average and, you know, wishing that I would have. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it freaks me out, man, thinking about that and not giving my family the life that they deserve. It's, it's those types of things that, that, that make me scary. So everything else that might seem scary doing these things that I'm talking about, it doesn't even phase me because I know what the vision is and I know, I know the mission that we're on and I know that we're here to create uh, an, an impact and, and, and change lives. Um, and that is literally my purpose is to be able to help others do the same. And um, so fear it's there, but it, I just, I, I, it does, I, I'm, I'm, I'm tunnel vision, man. I'm, I'm just looking ahead. There's no looking back, whatever happens, mm. happens. And I know I'm, I'm, I'm doing this from the best intentions that I possibly can. Mm. That that's deep right there. I, I love that answer, Michael. And as if your whole story is not enough, uh, obviously with my book, the power of being uncomfortable, I always like to ask, what is one way that you got uncomfortable that paid off? And besides your whole story, if we could touch, I mean, because your story has been nothing but that. But uh, if you could just go back to a moment or or something that uh, paid off after you got uncomfortable, which you have many. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, honestly, for me, uh, this is going to sound weird for people who are watching this because it just takes practice to find, to figure out how to get good at something. But I was horrifically scared of public speaking. Uh, when, when I was in high school, I absolutely hated it. And I think it's pretty common to be like, to care about what other people think. But for me, getting, getting out of my comfort zone with that in itself was huge. And so um, earlier this year, I spoke on a stage uh, in front of 100 real estate investors. And that right there was a huge breakthrough for me. Because as we all know, we all have our own message and it's, and I want to be able to tell people about it to encourage them to go out and live their dreams too. And so speaking on that stage and telling my story to a hundred other real estate investors who were right where I was four years ago, um, that was a breakthrough for me. And I'm excited to do more of that um, as I, as I grow in, in, on my adventure. Mm, I love it. Love it. And uh, you know, I could talk to you all day, Michael, you know, it's time to wrap it up, unfortunately. Um, But, you know, I just want to make it a point that uh, just seeing your story is very inspirational. I mean, and and I always go back to that one day when I met you and, you know, you were kind of just showing a property and maybe you were already in that debt, like, but, but you had this, you, you could tell you were onto something because, 
whatever it is that you said you were going to do, you did it. And, uh, you know, we've done business together and, 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 uh, just seeing your story, I mean, leaving Lincoln to now living in Vegas, which is what you wanted to do. You're, you're basically living life in your own terms. So, you know, uh, this show also, I, I, I want to show the appreciation and, and, you know, give you your flowers for the inspiration and motivation that you are giving others, because also, I mean, you're helping a lot of people now too. uh, and it doesn't go unnoticed. So keep that up, man. Uh, you, you're doing awesome. Uh, I, I don't see that, that fear that you had. I think you're going to be good, man. Um, I, I love what you're doing. And to wrap things up, I always like to ask the same questions, uh, at the end of the show. And the first one that I have for you is, um, if you were to look back at your younger self, what would be some advice that you would give yourself? Yeah. Yeah. So this really kind of, uh, parlays into what, my biggest fear is, and and that's to uh, find someone or something that gets you excited that you can um, go do. I, like, it, I wish I would have heard about real estate when I was 18, right? But I didn't, and and it's totally fine. I went through what I went through on my my journey, but it would just be to seek. Uh, seek guidance a lot faster, like seek somebody that you aspire to be and don't be afraid to reach out to them. You know, I'm sure we're all kind of trying to figure out what our purpose is at a certain point in life. And you're like, well, I I don't know what to do. It's like, just put yourself out there and don't be afraid to take, take risk. And for me, I, I would tell myself to just, yeah, to find that guidance, find that mentor and just go for it and, and yeah, and go after it. And so, um, that's what I would tell my younger self. Mm, I love that answer, man. And, uh, if there's a three-step formula to success, and if you do these three things, you're not going to fail. You're going to be successful. What are the three things? All right. This is good, man. Um, so I, I think the first thing is, as we talked a lot about, and you and I are big on this is mindset you know, you've got to, you've got to get your mindset right first and foremost. And step number two is, is create a plan, set a goal, have, have a vision for what are you even doing? Right. What do you, what is the plan? You have to have a plan and you have to have goals to aspire. And then step number three is do it, (laughs) go for it. It's massive (laughs) and perfect action. You know, you, you got to go for it. So uh, don't be afraid to fail. Just uh, take take action, whether if it's comfortable or not, it's not going to be comfortable. Uh, and so, yeah, that's a, I love that's that, a real, man. Real, yep. I'm telling you that that's my new tattoo. <laughs> I love it. Love it. And, man, uh, yeah, I, I'm starting to believe that you're going to get one of these tattoos. <laughs> All of a sudden I send you a picture of it. <laughs> that, that'd be awesome. Maybe while, while I'm in Vegas while you're there. <laughs> oh, shoot. That, that, that doesn't stay in Vegas though. If you get one of those, <laughs> there you go. And actually, uh, you, 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 you becoming a Raiders fan. I see. Is that, is that a factual thing? Yeah, I live to uh, I live like a mile from their practice stadium. So when you drive past it enough and it's in the air, you kind of you kind of just it starts to get to you. So, yeah, I I don't have a pro team. So I'm like, you know what? I I can support the Raiders. And uh, we just went to the game you saw last week 
Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun, man. That stadium is pretty cool. So yeah, yeah, I love it, man. Now, now I like you more, Michael. Now you're a Raiders fan, <laughs> man. <laughs> um, yes, sir. And the, the last question that I have for you is, uh, if you, if you were to write a book, what would be the theme or the title? Yep, yep, man. I feel like I, I feel like I answered this question before. Um, know your why. You know, it, it, as simple as that sounds, if if somebody can dig deep enough to figure out why they're on this earth or why they exist, everything else comes right into place. And you now you wake up not just, oh man, I gotta, I got it's Monday, I gotta get out of bed and I gotta go to work. Now you get out of bed, you 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 jump out of bed before your alarm, and you're excited. And if you know your why, that changes the game 100%. And so I, I could talk a lot about that. And as simple as it sounds, uh, Dean Graciosi talks about it in that book that we talked about, Millionaire Success Habits, seven, seven levels deep exercise. Everybody should do that because um, it, it, it'll tell you a lot about yourself. Hmm. And what is one book, Michael, that you're currently reading right now that um, our audience can maybe look into or just a recent one yeah yeah i mean i mean listen i'm always reading uh, i'm looking around i have uh, i've probably bought over a hundred books in the last three years and i'm not even exaggerating i, I didn't own a book five years ago but i've probably bought well over a hundred of them so it's really hard to pick uh just because there's everyone's on their adventure but right now i mean on my desk i'm reading a book about how to build your hundred million dollar real estate portfolio Mm. Uh, it's a guy by the name of Manny Koshbin. So, um, yeah, that's a book that I'm reading right now. It's uh, how to build your $100 million dollar real estate portfolio. Love it, love it. And you know, one question that I want to ask you, Michael, uh, to to just wrap everything up. Uh, where's your portfolio at right now? Because uh, I know we've talked about it a lot. You know that uh, every deal that you've wholesale, you basically wish you would keep. Um, but obviously you're running a wholesale business as well. So it's definitely understandable, but what does your portfolio look like right now? Your personal one? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, right now, and, and this is where, like, I, like you said, I, I've wholesaled way too much right now. I think we're somewhere around the 30 some doors, um, Mark. And what that consists of is, you know, I have a majority with a partner, uh, but I have an Airbnb personally. And, uh, yeah, we're just kind of cherry picking the, the single family rentals and we have a 12 plex, we have a couple duplexes and the rest are single family. And so that's what it looks like right now. And, uh, very grateful, you know, uh, what we've been able to do over the last few years, um, and have a lot of aspirations to own a lot more doors, uh, cause that's where the real wealth is built. But, um, but yeah, that's where we're at. Mm, love it love it man yeah that that's nothing to uh to laugh about man that that's a powerful portfolio right there that that's definitely big and like i said uh you know the whole the whole wholesale thing it's like i mean that that's your business that that's your baby right there so keep on doing that man um and to let everybody know where they can find you if you could let us know where they can find you and also if you could let us know a little bit about what kind of what you're doing now with uh your show and just everything Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you can check me out on Instagram. It's uh, Michael McDonald REI. Uh, you can also find me at michaelmcdonaldrei.com. 
Um, however, for, for anybody interested in real estate, I want to give you guys a, a free uh, training resource if you if you want to take advantage of it. Um, I, I've started, like Billy said, I've started coaching other real estate investors. And so um, right now we've created the virtualmillionaires.com. And the virtualmillionaires.com is really about how to um, start and scale your real estate business. And so in that, I've done a free training. Um, I also do group coaching and um, very select on one-on-one -on -one for people who are extremely serious. But if you're interested in that, you can definitely check out thevirtualmillionaires.com and uh, check out the free training. Mm, love it, love it, man. Well, everybody out there listening, make sure you guys check out Michael and all the powerful stuff he has going on. Make sure you follow me at that. At, I was going to say at the Billy. It's Billy the Kid. <laughs> at Billy the Kid. And also follow the Million Dollar Hustle pod on Instagram. Subscribe to my YouTube and anywhere else. Podcasts are available. And let's get it, baby. Vamanos. I'm doing good as if I joined the Illuminati. And some don't like that. They hate that they see you smile. As if I haven't been hustling, it's been a while. Gotta put in the work if you wanna shine. I want it all and I'm coming for what's mine. Some call me greedy, bitch, I call it ambition. Some call me selfish, bitch, I call it motivation. Different levels of thinking and we both right. But, but, but my mindset is on growth with the future, right? Those minded people mad at me that I'm speaking facts Or maybe could it be that I'm getting racks Open your mind, gotta open it to receive I'm always ten toes for what I believe Those minded people mad at me that I'm speaking facts